how are these other, I know uh, some things have gotten delayed, but they still are managing to make it work for certain shows. So they made the challenge happen. Natalie's season of the challenge premieres this week, I think. If not this week, very soon. Yeah, I, I think I think it's um I think it's this Wednesday maybe. So Natalie from um she was just on Winners at War, season twenty nine. So I don't know if they made that work and it's but I guess maybe because it's international, maybe it has something to do with Fiji. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like gotta gotta give us something. But at least Netflix gave everyone the gift of season twenty eight and season twenty. It's been really nice. It's been really nice. I feel like more people have been watching it on netflix uh we'll, we'll get into some fun little people who've been watching just one person yeah. <laughs> at the, after after our recap but let's first oh i was gonna say it's so nice too because like bryce will share it but there's so many people that are like maybe not only being introduced to survivor for the first time but bryce so people <laughs> will like and like bryce will be on people's netflix home screen because you know netflix sometimes it just starts playing a trailer for something yeah it'll just be like bryce being being Bryce and everyone's just like who is this guy I love him I hope he comes back so it's nice to see Bryce getting the recognition that he deserves absolutely I wonder if the Netflix popularity spike will influence any future returning players do you know what I mean yeah that that definitely could be I'm in this Facebook group and someone wrote I love Bryce blah 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 and I was like oh my god Bryce is the best I my co-host and I interviewed him here's a link yes get it get it everyone everyone please check it out well okay so speaking of netflix i thought something that would be fun to do would be to read the the little netflix synopsis at the top of each episode because typically we watch uh you know the old seasons on hulu but i've just been watching netflix i don't know why it's the same thing but i just i just i want to give netflix the boost so that they're encouraged to keep putting these seasons out there. Oh my god, wait, did you just hear that? Yes, what was that? <laughs> that was the, the I have uh, my, my phone on the Netflix because I wanted to read the Netflix synopsis and then it just started playing. Oh my so, god, it sounded okay. like a banshee. It was birds starting to fly and then previously Aww. on, yeah. Aww. Okay. But so anyway, we are currently watching season 20, Heroes vs. Villains, an iconic season of Survivor. We're here to talk about episode four titled, Tonight We Make Our Move. And here is the Netflix synopsis. A castaway with hurt feelings gets a pep talk and some advice from his allies. Both tribes search for immunity idols at their camps. Ooh, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, our work here is done. That's all we need to say. Well, I mean, on that note, should we find out, you know, who had hurt feelings and who needed some comfort? Absolutely. All right, so we're going to set the scene here. It's after Tribal Council, the villain's first one. We are we are back at camp, a little night vision. And Coach is very, very upset. He, uh, he's upset, but he still um, has a very... Uh, delusional amount of self-confidence he he says <laughs> i do noble things out here i'm the man <laughs> to tyson he says, he's comforting he says that he's he says that he's this is basically what had happened with that tribal sandra called him out and said you know he likes to give orders but doesn't like to do a lot of work and i, I also like that he said i'm sensitive i'm more sensitive than most people and it's funny because i feel like you and me are the two sense most sensitive people i know 
Yeah, I'm in a way. Yeah, as am I. But the thing about like, I feel like highly sensitive people is you don't tell people you're sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I think I internalize, I, in- I internalize a lot of this stuff, and I'm just like, let me talk to my <laughs> therapist about this, or let me vent privately to a, a, another sensitive friend like Laura. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's I, I just think coaches maybe I don't know if that sensitive is the word I would choose, but regardless, he thinks he's sensitive, and he's Ooh. yeah, he's talk, he's talking to Tyson about it. Yeah, and it honestly, it is nice though that he's willing to. Well, he he cries. Spoiler alert, he cries. But it's nice that he's okay with crying and saying, you know, I'm I'm a sensitive person. I feel like you know it. It's not. I don't know. I I feel like men kind of get crap for being like that sometimes. So you know, power to coach for opening up. I like that too. It's it's it really defies you know what what we know to be toxic masculinity, and we do I, okay. There's a moment in all of this storyline where I don't, where I see some toxic masculinity and I don't like it, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, first, first we get Tyson's advice, which I think is pretty good. Pretty solid. And you know, when Tyson's being a, a, a support, okay, also too, I literally think we could have played a drinking game when we were watching this. Anytime they say man or dude, take a drink and we would have been wasted by the end of this like two minute conversation yeah. i'm sensitive man oh it, it's all right man dude, dude i was just dying i'm like oh my god but yeah we we do get a really some very solid advice from tyson what, what does he have to tell coach he's like listen i'm gonna tell you what you need to hear and you might not like it but you need you need to know first off Stop telling your stories. Nobody wants to hear them. People are mocking you. And it it was just so honest and spot on that it it was it was funny. It was the delivery was so straightforward and funny. And I, I really loved Tyson in this moment. Well, he starts out by saying actually like the first one is just hilarious because it's something like, I don't know, like you I guess you just accept from coach, but it, it was just so funny for him to point it out. He says don't wear feathers in your hair at tribal. Don't yeah. tell your stories. People don't believe your stories. They mock you. There's no reason to tell them. Go do your Tai Chi where no one can see. <laughs> oh, man. But he's just being oh, real. So I, he's just being real with him. He's just like, listen, okay, like, I get it. Like, you know, I, I think you're the man too, but these are the things people are judging you for. So maybe just keep those to yourself. Oh, and it's, it's, it's really a tough pill for coach to swallow. He is like, you know, my heart's just not in it. I need to be myself. But he promises Tyson that he's going to sleep on it and sleep on it. He does the next day. Well, it's funny. Do you notice like the first imagery we see in the beginning? It's like, it just reminds, coach is just kind of like wiggling his way, like trying to stand up out of the shelter is like (laughs) the first thing we see. And it's kind of just like a rebirth, you know, he's just emerging you know a a stronger player um but he he still does need to go excuse himself and i think he says something to sandra like oh like since you want to hold me accountable or since i'm accountable to you i'm going for a walk you know because she's kind of saying he's always going for a walk and not doing work she you know a little i thought okay that makes sense i thought what he was saying was that he was keeping his promise to tyson and he was gonna go do his tai chi somewhere else 
Uh, well, it, it could have been a, a combination of both. Like, maybe yeah. he was going to do his Tai Chi, but he was also, you know, communicating to the tribe his whereabouts at all times so they can keep <laughs> tally on what he does all day. So it's day nine, and after after Coach walks off, Tyson tells his team about their chat, which, like, I don't, I don't know, kind of rude. Keep that between you, but also what else are you going to talk about? Yeah, well, I guess he's just kind of like, oh, he's upset, you know. He's like, the, his head's not in it. So I feel like he's just like, hey, this is this is what went down. Right. So then Rob, the de facto leader of the villains tribe, has a little talk with Coach. And Rob is just trying to reassure him. And he's saying, you know, it's going to be okay. You're not an outsider. You just got to trust me. Don't sweat it. And at one, at one point, Coach comes back and he's like, you know, I feel like you never really want to bond with me except for right before challenges. And Rob is just like, we don't need to talk about this. Like, we're fine. Just And this is, this is the toxic masculinity that I do not care for. Rob says, pick your head up and act like a man. And act like a, that, that. The reason that that's toxic is it implies that to act like a man, you can't show emotions. You can't show sensitivity. You cannot show insecurities. I I understand what he was trying to say. I think that the point he was trying to make was that in the game of Survivor, you need to be careful and you can't wear your heart on your sleeve. The, The correct way to phrase it would have been pick your head up and act like a survivor. Yeah, like be strong, be be tough, not you know, men right. should I, I just, express these things. Yeah, I, I think to say act like a man was just, you know, a different yeah. different time, but definitely worth, worth different. pointing out. Yeah, I mean, th- at this point, it's, it's 10 years ago, so I really do, like, just like in the beginning, like, I know Tyson said something, like, a little problematic, and I'm like, you know what, I bet the Tyson of today would be like, that's not cool. So I feel, I like to think that a lot of people have grown in the past 10 years. Me too. So then we get another really good coach quote that I did write down. Oh yeah, please. He says, I'm different than most people. One of a kind. Last of the Mohicans. King Arthur. Nobody out here has what I have. I think he also says a legend. He probably does. Then he goes on to, you know, say like an inspirational quote about how you have to be weak to be strong. And this this breakdown is going to lead to a a personal triumph. Yeah, he quotes Confucius. (laughs) It's it's a good little character arc. You know, my question is, where is his lady in all this? Where's Jerry to cheer him up? That's interesting. Actually, that's a very good point. Maybe she like. Maybe she wasn't entertaining it, so they didn't want to burst our bubble and, like, let us think the love has dissipated. We go over to hear the Heroes Tribe for the first time this episode, and they got some tree mail, which you'll love to see. And it's, this is the kind of shit that I love. I love, like, really specific, cute props. I can't explain it more than that, but I love it. And the, the prop here, it's a Sears catalog, but it's not a Sears catalog like you would get in the mail. It is a Survivor Sears catalog. So it's like, you know, parchment paper, like wooden cover. And throughout, there's different themes that I think that the tree mail message says like, 
pick out the things that you would want to win in a reward. And you have a bunch of different stuff. And then there's a cute little order form. I think the tribes get to pick out two things each. It's just cute. It is. And you know what? I They don't really show us what they can pick from. We get surprised, right? When we get to the um, challenge. I saw, I glimpsed at a couch and that was all I saw. Yeah, they don't take us through like each page of the catalog. But then when we get to the challenge, which by the way, this is our first reward only challenge that we've had in a while this season. Since yeah. I think the first episode, you see a bunch of Sears stuff just like piled in a, in a cluster. I thought it was funny that they had like a wooden crate stamped with the Sears logo. Yeah. It was just a cute sponsorship moment. And then, yeah, you see all of the all of the gear lying around. So this challenge, um, the villains are up one person, right? Yeah, up one person. Mm-hmm. So Parvati's going to sit out. So what this challenge is, <laughs> it's just one hero versus one villain. Jeff will call a number. There's like, imagine just a big slip and slide. So there's like yeah. a big tarp-like thing out there. Then hanging above there are these different balls and they are numbered so jeff will call a number and you and your opponent both have to slide your way to the ball on your i mean i guess technically you could try walking if you wanted to but it's kind of just like you launch yourself in like a slip and slide situation once you get the ball you make your way to the end of the tarp thing and then you just shoot a basket whoever gets the first point wins Yes, and then total, the first team to four points wins. This challenge, by the way, is called Slip, Slide, and Score. Nice. Not my favorite. Yeah, nothing will be Dragon the Dragon. That's my favorite Dragon the Dragon. Well, and then I think, was it last week's, the the week that, the, um, the week that James exploded at Stephanie, (laughs) I I thought it was funny, that challenge was called a crate idea. Oh, that's clever. One other thing to mention here is that the the items that the teams have chosen, the heroes picked from the Sears catalog, a fishing kit and a kitchen kit. So like probably pots and pans and shit. And then the villains chose a toolbox with a bunch of tools and then like a tarp kind of kit. So food and then shelter. Okay. I don't understand because how does the villain shelter still suck so much? Didn't they already win something to help with their shelter? Yeah, Maybe. but I think I think the the issue is that Russell Hans hit the machetes so and that they got oh, a handicap. That is a very right. good point. It, it kind of seemed to me like the the whole the prize choosings was one hundred percent Rob. Like I feel like Rob got that catalog, picked the things he wanted, and was like, "This is what we're getting." I feel like most likely that is what happened. Those are the prizes they have selected, and before they they get into this obstacle course, are they, like, oiling themselves up? I want to say it's just water, but it looks like oil, like shiny oil. Maybe they gave them some, because, I mean, honestly, like, diving onto the slip and slide like that might be painful. Yeah, so first up is going to be coach versus Tom and it's pretty neck and neck they get they get their balls they get to the end coach scores first yep and then the next matchup we have is Russell versus Suri um Russell definitely fully launches himself onto the slip and slide like thing makes it there first and scores pretty much right away so 
pretty early lead for the villains. Yeah, 2-0. I always try to keep in mind, too, just the edit of it all because... You, right now, we've seen really quick scores, like people, you know, shooting once or twice and getting it in, and then some other people, you see them shooting, like, four or five times before they get it in. I always just like to keep in mind that there might have been ten other missed throws that we're just yeah. not seeing, because it, it does go pretty quickly. Always a possibility. Up next, you have Courtney versus Candace. Candace gets her ball first, and she scores, like, right away. Yeah. And, well, and it's notable, too, because, okay, basically it's just an accepted thing that Sandra and Courtney are the weak players, but since this is a reward, not immunity, they, that you, and you can't set out the same player back-to-back challenges, that that's why Courtney and Sandra are participating in this one. Right. Next up, we have Jerry versus Amanda. Jerry scores, and we are now three to one. Now we have Sandra versus James, and we just know what is going to happen here. This James, is what I'm talking about with the oil. Like, James, oh yeah. James is glistening right now. Yeah, and he is just, like, superhuman. Like, yeah. he dives, goes all the way across, grabs his ball, and is instantly on his feet. And next thing you know, he is in front of the basket making it before Sandra even has a hope of getting there. Absolutely. there There was no contest. So now the score is three to two. Villains are still leading. Up next, we have Danielle versus Rupert. And it's pretty even. The thing that I rolled my eyes at here was <laughs> Jeff Probes being like, Rupert still playing with a broken toe. And it's like, never has the smallest injury gotten so many mentions. Right? It's a broken toe. Like, I know if it's your pinky toe, you need... Like, it's not his pinky toe, though. Like, you need your pinky toe for balance, but, like, what do you need, like, your middle toe for? Yeah. So, so Rupert scores pretty quickly, and now we're tied up. Three to three. This is a pretty good challenge. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat for this. Yeah. And then, so our final matchup is going to be Tyson versus Colby. And they're they're pretty evenly... I mean, again, could be the edit, but this one, it's like... Colby misses, Tyson misses, Colby misses, Tyson misses, Colby misses, Tyson wins. So, villains win reward. Now, I think, remember in the beginning when, where Colby went against someone, and I I was saying, I was like, I just had a feeling he was going to lose, but he didn't. This is the moment I was thinking of. Like, I had... I can't remember... Oh, okay, it was... It was, was it last week where they did the sumo challenge? Yes. The matchup, for some reason, I, like, it was Colby versus Rob, and Colby emerged triumphant, and I was very surprised, because I in my head, I was like, I feel like I remember Colby losing the challenge. I mean, technically, this isn't his fault that he went last, you know, but this is right. the moment that I remember that, ultimately, Tyson prevails. Sorry, Colby. Especially, he's on the bottom now, too. Yeah. You know, he could have won to be a hero, but. I have a question for you. In this yeah. moment, but also, I guess, overall, who are you more attracted to, Colby or Tyson? Um, I just, I, I, Colby. I mean, I like, That's I think I like. because Tyson holds a, you have a soft spot for Tyson. I do, but I, I like the Tyson of, of later years. This That's Tyson, what I was wondering, if that would influence you. Early Tyson is not my Tyson. I, I really <laughs> do start liking him. During his season, um, the original Blood versus Water, that's when I, I really start liking Tyson. 
I kind of just thought he like in his in token chains, I kind of just thought he was a villain. And in this season, I feel like I mean, it's funny what he says to coach, like, you know, don't wear a feather in your mm-hmm. hair. haha. But I feel like he is kind of just like a villain in I mean, oh, duh, he's on the villain. But you know what I mean? I feel like he's kind of just like yeah. there being kind of mean. And he also just doesn't make the greatest strategic moves this season, in my opinion. So I'm just not at at this, at this moment, I'm not on the Tyson train. I'm also not on the Colby train. I really like am unimpressed with Colby, but I think I'm just like looking at Colby and I'm like, oh, that's a handsome man we got here. It sure is. So the villains get their reward. And I just think it's funny because I'm like, did they then make them put it in the Sears crate? Like this wooden crate with like a, uh, a like the Sears logo stamped onto it in a really primitive way where they're like, all right, put that in here so that we get that little, you know, ad promo. I just thought it was funny. Sears is paying them the big bucks. <laughs> uh, at one point we get another, a very quick wrap up to the whole coach storyline where he, he basically just says that he is not changing who he is. Yeah. Take him or leave him. <laughs> They start to examine their winnings, and the toolkit has everything except for a machete, which is pretty funny. Oh my god, the irony. I I wonder if they ever find it. Russell picks up this kind of, like, blade knife. It's in, I believe they would call it a sheath. Like, it's in a little pocket. And he notices there's a piece of paper in it, and this is honestly, like, this whole thing is so stupid. He he like lets the piece of paper fall to the ground because he doesn't think it's anything important however it is important it's a clue for an immunity idol and of course who does it fall right in front of but boston rob right back into the toolkit and then rob picks it up and he reads it out loud to everyone and mm-hmm. they as a group and i'm gonna say in quotes because clearly russell doesn't feel this way and other people i'm sure don't either are like okay like what are we gonna do i think sandra's like what are we gonna do with it and then i think sandra says oh toss it into the ocean so they're literally like the whoever has it is marked we're getting rid of it and right a lot of these people have never seen an idol before they've never played the game with idols at play so yeah like throw it in the ocean please give me a break idols are a big part of russell's game and like you know parvati has has dealt with them tyson has dealt with them you know a lot of people have and they're fun Mm -hmm. the note says something along the lines of like head to the beach dig around the roots of the devil tree or something like that yeah some kind some kind of it's pretty clear where it is i mean perhaps it's the same tree that uh that coach tried to climb that one time So we, we put a pin in that for now, and Rob starts working on yet another iteration of the shelter. It has, like, a whole tarp component to it. It still looks pretty bad, but whatever. Meanwhile, Russell Hans is like, fuck this, I'm gonna go look for the idol. And he takes a walk out to the beach, and he, he basically starts looking for it, literally rooting around. And then, you know, Sandra goes and watches him, and she's <laughs> like, she goes, he's a stupid ass. And she goes back and tells everybody, he, everyone what he's doing, and they're like, all right, well, that's it. Target on Russell. Yeah, Russell sealed his own fate, they said. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. It's like part of, I mean, I guess maybe their game, they, that's not what they know, but... For us, it's it's part of what makes the game fun. Yeah, it is. We go over to the Heroes Tribe, and they find an idol clue, too. This time, it's in their 
jar of coffee beans that they won last week. It's the same kind of thing. Everybody reads it together. However, they all kind of go off and immediately start looking for it. Tom is like, you know, Colby and me need this to stay alive. And everyone's looking around in basically the same place, but Tom is able to find it, grab it, and discreetly put it into his sock. So at this point, I'm like, oh my god, he's, he's playing this exactly right. However, Amanda sees this all go down, and she knows he has it, and she tells everyone. Uh, okay, I wrote Amanda sees and tells everyone because she's annoying. There's something... <laughs> no, you know what? I think this is the last time Amanda plays, and... I I feel like I don't love Amanda. Sometimes I'm on her side if she's aligned with someone that I like. But if she's not, I don't like her. And I think she's annoying. And she does something super annoying later in the season. Oh, my God. Um, oh, God. I and I feel like her. at this point, you know I root for an underdog. And I just think Tom is a stand-up guy. Like, I just think yeah. – I think, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good person. Like, you know I love a firefighter. So at this point, you know, add the underdog thing, I'm just, like, really in Tom's corner right now. And then, like, Colby, I guess, by association with Tom. So I'm just like, fuck you, Amanda. Why'd you have to do that? But, I mean, I guess she's just playing the game. But still, it's annoying. It is. It, it's not, it's just not very strategic. I feel like she could have maybe gone to Tom directly first. I don't know. But so yeah, yeah, maybe she could have like struck up some kind of deal with him. Yeah, so Colby and Tom talk and they're like trying to strategize. They're like this is what we can use to get back with the alliance. We're going to come back to this. There's going to be a lot more conversation about this idol. But mm-hmm. first, we have an immunity challenge. This challenge is called Roll with it. Nice. And you walk in and you see these Basically, like, human-sized hamster wheels is how yeah. I would describe them. Like These a challenges? Like a ball. Crazy. Like a hamster ball. Because there hamster are hamster ball. wheels, too, that are different. Yeah, this is a ball. It's, like, it's not... How do you describe it? It's You're like not that, surrounded in plastic. It's like that... Okay, it's like an open weave, and it's like the person is strapped into it. Yeah, it's crazy-looking. So yeah, like, do you remember one, those things that, like, it would be at a fair or, like, the boardwalk, I think? And it was, like, a machine that, mm-hmm. like, your, like, eight-year-old self would get strapped into, and it was, like, a circle, and then there was, like, another circle-shaped thing going around it, and it would just spin you all around, which, like, I did it once, and it was terrifying and not fun. Did oh you ever God. do it? I don't think so, and I'm really shocked that you did. That seems like the last thing that you would do. I don't really like heights, but, like, this thing was on the ground and just, like, spins you all around. But just, like, it sounds like a recipe for disaster. Like, you're a kid and you're just, like, stuffed filled with, like, cotton candy and funnel cake. Mm -hmm. You're just gonna toss your cookies after that. Oh, God. Well, in in this instance, this is the challenge. One person is going to be strapped inside the ball. And they are going to be the guide for two people who will be pushing that ball blindfolded towards the ultimate puzzle that they're going to have to do. So there's kind of like a dirt path course type thing. So the person in the ball is going to be like, push me forward a little to the left, a little to the right, whatever. Once they get to their end destination, which is like this giant puzzle maze, 
there's gonna be four more blindfolded people there and the person in the ball they're gonna be dizzy as fuck at this point uh-huh. they are going to have to give the people doing the maze instructions because they're gonna be blindfolded too it's, it's this this was a doozy um jeff mentions that you know all of the challenges in this season have been based, their classic challenges based on previous seasons that have been done before. This one is historical because it's the only challenge in Survivor that was not completed. It was happened during Russell Hansen's season, but there was a medical emergency, so they did not get to complete the challenge. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So Rob and Tom are going to be the guides inside of the balls. <laughs> Okay, so Rob is guiding Coach and Tyson, and then Tom is guiding Rupert and James. So we start out, and the heroes are in the lead a little bit, but ultimately the villains get to the puzzle first. So at that point, Tyson and Coach can take off their blindfolds, and then they position Rob in like an upright position so he can see the puzzle and then guide the other four, which are going to be Parvati, Russell, Danielle, and Jerry. Yes. It's so it's oh, go ahead. kind of off to the race. No, it was just it was pretty neck and neck. It's kind of off to the races. And it's it's tough to like give a play by play of the maze because it's like first the ball is in this corner, but I, I mean I don't know. I think they they both do a pretty a pretty good job of giving instructions. There's no yeah. real blunders. It is well, really, really close. Yeah, well, and it seems too, because, like, Rob did get there first, and, you know, Jeff's like, the villains are in the lead, but really, it all comes down to a moment at the end, because, you know, Rob gets it to the corner first, and then Tom does, and it's just, like, one move, and then the villains win. Mm-hmm. They so, sure do. It's gonna be a off to tribal for, for Tom. I'm worried about him. I know, me too. We get a brief interview with Sari, and she's like, all right, Tom or Colby, they gotta go. Uh, It's a smart thing to do, she says. They get back to camp, and Tom is apologizing, but I'm like, you didn't really do anything wrong. Like, you were literally, had you had beat them by one second to the maze, you probably would have won. Like, you did nothing wrong. Like, okay, way to take ownership, but you don't need to. So, first up, Sari and Candace talk about splitting the votes Three and three for Colby and Tom. And I mean, it does make sense because, you know, no matter what happens, Colby and Tom are just two votes as long as they split it. If, you know, Tom doesn't play the idol, they'll all just vote for him and get rid of it. And if he does, then they'll all just vote for Colby and he'll go home. Right. However, there's a wrinkle in the plan, which I believe was an episode title from the last season. It was, it was. (laughs) We really liked so, that one. A wrinkle in the plan. Ooh, what's it going to be? So JT is the wrinkle. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, I I think that I might rather be aligned with somebody like Tom opposed to someone like Candace. And uh, Tom makes his pitch to JT and Amanda. And Tom is like, listen, we will play this idol as a committee. I'll even give it to one of you. James comes up and joins in on this conversation and he's conveniently, he's like, yeah, I don't trust Candace. Like she's squirrely. And Amanda and Tom hug, like 
at this point i'm like damn like tom has dug himself out of his own grave yeah and and tom says to us you know a supposed new alliance was born but you know again Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't believe or trust anyone in this game however then amanda tells sari about the conversation and says they want to get candace out and sari is like are you crazy like that's the dumbest they have ever heard like she she says she tells us she says you know amanda is not the sharpest tool in the shed uh you know she says to amanda sari is or sorry sari says that Tom is charismatic, athletic, and has already won this game once. Why keep someone like him around? You're not going to be able to beat him. Yeah, I mean, I think that is a a good point to make, but closer to the merge. I mean, I really feel like it is. I guess, though, who knows if Tom's telling the truth because, you know, his back is against the wall. But I don't know. I just feel like Tom did play the game like, a while ago, when it was more about loyalty and less about scheming. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I do feel that he is trustworthy and wouldn't plan on, you know, aligning with the villains if he made the merge. Like, I don't think that is his goal. I think he really does just want to play with the heroes, and he would use the idol later to help them. I I, I do believe that, but I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. Suri is a pretty good strategist, but... I I, 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 as I said, I, I love Suri too, but I am rooting for Tom at this point. So I'm kind of like, shut up, Suri, shut up. It's tough. Like only if they would join forces, right? Yeah. At this point, JT goes back to Tom and he's like, dude, everything's falling apart. Uh, you know, Tom, Tom says that Suri is the puppet master and she's the one that should be going home tonight. And they're like, wait a minute. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of stumble upon it and this is we get um our episode title and just overall a really good quote he says tomorrow we make our apologies tonight we make our move that was wait what's our episode title tonight we make our move oh, okay no i wrote down the quote because i was like oh that's a good one tom but i i, it I, is missed, good. I missed the episode title but um, basically tom is suggesting that if the three of them, Tom, Colby, and JT, all write Sari's name and Tom plays his idol, Sari is going to go home. Yeah, because JT, as long as JT is in the vote for Colby camp and he switches it to Sari, that would make only two for Colby so he wouldn't be in danger. And then the other three for Tom are nullified by the idol. So that's three for Sari and she is gone. If they JT. stick to that plan. Yeah. JT says it's all up to him, and it, it really is, and he, he basically needs to, to choose an alliance, and I like, look, I gotta say, I think probably the Tom and Colby interest, or alliance, is in his best interest at this point. I think, you know, it's kind of like the, the present-day meat shield strategy. It's like, if you're, if you are a physically strong player, you kind of got to stick with your other physically strong players. Yeah. And also too, I mean, Sari is not a physical threat, but she really is a strategic threat. Same thing with Amanda. Mm -hmm. Like Amanda's okay in challenges. She's not like super strong, but she can get by, but she's also always scheming. Like I'm sure that they all watch season 16, like Sari and Amanda along with Parvati and this girl, Natalie, that I wish would come back. She was hilarious. Oh my God. You have you seen that season? Fans versus favorites? 
the original? Or like not since yes. it was on? Yes, I must Ugh. have. I just it's think so that's good. It's so, so good. And Serena Amanda proved how dangerous they could be during that season. So really, I think JT does have the right idea. I feel like he can get farther playing with someone like Tom and Colby for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think the ideal situation would be if they were actually winning the immunity challenges, because could you imagine going into a merge having these really strong players like James, Tom and Colby and JT, but then also having a strategic threat like Sari on your side. Yeah. What a combo, but that's just not the reality you're at. I like how Rupert, we like, just like, don't, mention him we're not like a strong guy like rupert we're like bye rupert he he can go <laughs> he can go before the merge oh rupert's so rupert's so annoying. he is okay. just so like he is too much with his loyalty shit like as as you know like you you're watching all stars right now and i just mm-hmm. recently watched all stars i actually think i do need to still watch the finale like that sometimes that happens i will like make it to a certain point in the evening and i'm like it's time to go to bed and i get close to the finale or something and i already know who won so then i like forget to go back but anyway rupert in the beginning of that season is like oh like i can't vote for rudy i can't put his name down i'm like he's old as fuck like may he rest (laughs) in peace now like but he you know what i mean no but like he was hurt like he wasn't helping the tribe like rudy would understand if you vote for him but rupert's just like honored loyalty and i'm just like shut the fuck up it's a game sorry (laughs) there's my rant i didn't i didn't even know it was coming it just spewed out of me honor loyalty shut the fuck up it's a game (laughs) that is gonna be our new tagline okay (laughs) We get to Tribal, and Jeff Jeff brings up, you know, the last time they voted out somebody, which was Stephanie, and how it seems to be that it's more about alliances than actually strength and performance. Rupert says that he's basing his vote on how they can bond together in challenges, super long pause, but also alliances. So, you know, he's not sure that it's going to be the best vote, but he's keeping his word. Yeah, and Jeff's like, oh, so Rupert, basically you're saying you want to win challenges, but whatever, how you're voting is not going to help you win challenges. And Rupert's like, oh, yeah, I guess. Jeff says something that's really on the money. He says, keeping your word is great, but it just keeps getting you back here at Tribal with me. Yeah. Damn, Jeff. <laughs> and then he, he asks something so pointed. He's like, Sari, are you worried about going home? Yeah, and I think... Like, be, be a little more subtle. Yeah, and I think at this point, like, Tom's like, you know, I'm worried, but, you know, Sari's not worried. And Colby's like, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. And then James just, you know, he's done. He just wants the gifts and the food. And he was like, the social game is a distraction. And yeah. I feel like... I think it's Colby's just like, well, yeah, but, you know, if you're someone like me on the bottom, like, it's necessary. Exactly. So, shall we get to the vote? Yeah, it's time to vote. But wait, and we don't hear Jeff saying, if anyone has a hidden immunity idol and like to play it, meh, meh, meh. Tom's just like, oh, hey, Jeff. And, and Tom says, you know what? I wanted to use this against the villains, but, you know, based on the conversation back at camp, I, I, I need to play this to save myself tonight. I have, I just have one note before we get to that, is okay. that when when everyone is writing down the names and the votes, you see they show JT writing just a C 
So uh, you don't know if he is voting Colby or Suri. It was a nice little editing uh, trick there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which way is he going to go? It's all on but Yeah, like, like you said, Jeff doesn't say if anyone has a hidden immunity idol, play it now. Tom just volunteers it. And then Jeff says something like, according to the survivor guidelines. Like, it's kind of, it's just funny to see how they're still, they're still kind of adapting to this. And, you know, in, in the current seasons in season 40 and, you know, the, the past handful of seasons, like it, idols are so commonplace, but this is, it's still very much a novelty to these people. Yeah, definitely. And now I will say, I was even surprised when the the order of the votes like i i was actually not expecting them to read them like this i think i expected it to be a tom colby sari but jeff reads the votes and he's like tom will not count tom will not count tom will not count colby colby sari sari Sorry, JT flipped. He did it. He did it. And I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that Tom is safe. I have a little trivia for you, courtesy of the Survivor Wikipedia. Oh. This this episode marked the very first time that a hidden immunity idol was played before the merge. Oh wow. Also, it marks the first time. This is confusing, so I'm just gonna read it. This marks the first time that what should have been a tied vote was negated by a hidden immunity idol. All previous successful idol plays were by contestants who received a majority of the votes. Okay. Isn't that very interesting? Yeah, so because Sari had three, Tom had three, that's the mm-hmm. first time that happened. That Yeah, typically it's it. been, like, somebody playing it who had, like, eight votes, and then the, the other person had two or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that yeah, was a nice the, bit. The whole split thing. Okay, cool. Our final words from Jeff. Well, I would say that qualifies as your first blindside. <laughs> Should make for a very interesting next few days. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Not as best, not as worse. Yeah. Who's your MVP for this episode, Ashley? Oh, man. I'm going to have to give it to Tom. You know? Yeah. He he saw an opportunity. He dug himself out of that hole. I mean, like, you know, he saved Colby. He saved himself. I... I... I would maybe give an honorable mention to JT because it, it, so I you know what sometimes I hate when there's that middle person that swing vote and they're just they make it all about them and you you get so much of like oh I really have all the power in this game and I like that he doesn't say shit like that he's just like I need to decide the be- the best alliance for me yeah and he, and also too he does like kind of give a nod to say, he says something earlier when he's deciding you know it it would be easy to write colby's name down but my heart says to keep the good guys in the game and i feel like that's kind of honorable and like it wasn't an easy choice to make he he made you know the best decision for him and i just think maybe i'm biased because i want tom and colby to stay in the game at this point but i don't know i think it was the best decision i agree and I, so, I do love Sari, though. I really do love I know, her. It sucks. I, I actually hate that Sari had to be the casualty of that. I would have much preferred it to be Rupert or Amanda. That's the other little 
trivia tidbit is this was the first and only time in her four seasons that Sari did not make the merge. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. She's good. She's too good. So up next, we have a segment called Survivor Shouts. And you know what I think the problem is, is calling it a shout is like, you did something good. We want to, we want to holla at you. But the issue is that I think we also just like to talk about things that are going on. And a lot of the time they're negative things. That is a very, very good point. We, um, it's like survivor shit talking. Like. I know. It, yeah. Survivor S. It can stand for shout or shit talking. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I have one pleasant thing and then I have one really cringy eye roll thing. Oh, the God. pleasant the pleasant thing is like we said at the top of this episode, it's been really nice to see some new people discovering Survivor now that it's on Netflix. As you may know, if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, we are also huge Bachelorette fans. And we just saw the sweetest little interaction on Twitter this week, which was Ivan, fan favorite from The Bachelorette, saying that he was starting to watch Survivor. And then one of our favorite players, Hannah, tweeted him back and, you know, just made some funny jokes. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love seeing it. I love seeing our two reality Mash- It's a mashup. Yeah, a nice reality TV universe colliding yes i it was really cute yeah okay oh, i don't even want to talk about this next one. Oh god i do i know yes you just i think you black you must have blocked it out oh god so okay chris underwood oh <laughs> sorry hold on rigby just did a shake so I'm oh, but, wait no actually that's hilarious can i tell you the one podcast i listen to they have i'm dying okay so i listen to this podcast called true crime obsessed and so they recap true crime documentaries or docuseries and it's so 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 funny i've used it as a luxury item before so i'm not gonna say it's my luxury item but when they're talking about someone really shitty in their documentary they have a garbage bell they actually ding they're like oh the garbage bell and they ding it and it was like you're like chris underwood did about to say did this shitty thing and it's like a jingling like a garbage bell so garbage bell for chris underwood Oh my god. So if you're new to the show, if you're new to the podcast, Chris Underwood is a super, super controversial winner because he came back, just to give the briefest synopsis I can, he came back from Edge of Extinction at the very final moment and ended up beating fan favorite Rick Devins in a fire-making contest, and he ultimately was crowned the winner of that season. And it was frustrating because he'd only actually played the game for, like, a couple of days, and everybody was just so annoyed about it. It just was, he's very, 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 very forgettable, except for, like, that thing, but... It's like, I... I I know this is like a separate conversation, but it's not his fault that, you know what I mean? He, the jury voted for him. Like he won fair and square, but it just sucks. Right. So I was alerted. He did not tweet or promote this, but I believe War Dog is the one who shared this on Twitter. Chris Underwood currently has a Kickstarter for a product called socks s-o-x socks education 
And he's trying to raise $15,000. So it's like, how the fuck did you burn through that million so fast, dude? Right. And, oh my god, this is so fucking sad. Like, and like, this has to be a joke. Only, he's only raised $88 so far. Oh my god, you would, see, honestly, that's the thing. You know, it doesn't matter that you won Survivor, like, your win is controversial. Because even, like, I feel like, I don't know, who's who's someone from Survivor that, like, People don't really like. I feel like Coach would Coach would have won mm-hmm. a lot more money than that at this point. Like at least Coach is interesting. Like Chris Underwood. Like I'm sorry. Like what do you have to offer anyone? So how do I explain this product? It's- I didn't. I did not further look into it. I was working and I got the text. I think Brian. Well, I remember Brian. I woke up to a text from Brian in our you know Survivor slash Real Housewives of New York slash mm-hmm. Bachelorette group chat. That's just said, what the fuck, Chris Underwood? And you know I'm not big on Twitter. So I, like, Googled him. I went to Instagram, and I didn't think to look on Twitter. So anyway, I did not further look into it. So please tell me what what exactly this uh, Kickstarter okay, is for. Okay, so it's, it's pairs of socks, and the packaging is they look like condoms. Like, the, the socks are in these, like, gold wrappers. Like, okay, is there one sock in each wrapper or they're in a pair? Yeah, it looks like, you know, when you have a six, like a, like six condoms that are all attached together. Yeah. It's, it's like that. It looks like, I'll just be frank. Not the Trojan only. Mag, the Trojan Magnums. Yeah, and like, and, and not even, not even like, it's, it's not funny really, you know what I mean? But it's also like so, so wasteful. Like what a waste of uh, packaging. I know that so you're, then, you're big into low waste. I sure am. But so basically like these socks, because uh, I haven't looked looked into it this much either, but they're novelty socks based on sex acts. So some of the names are like Cleveland Steamer. I don't Who? know what oh, it is. I, I, do, I, do, I do. You don't want to know. It's not something, I mean, hey, if, if you're listening. Oh, I just, sorry, sorry. He ex- he goes on to explain what it oh, is. Oh, God. See, yeah, if you're listening and you participate in that act, like you're more adventurous than me, like good on you. But I am personally like, and like does that do people like actually regularly do something like that probably not but Mm -hmm. gross dirty sanchez rusty trombone eiffel tower like oh okay oh man so i guess i there's a picture of of chris underwood dressed like a priest i don't understand why that is there um i guess it's like him and his like fraternity friends or something like that oh god um and oh there's a picture of him wearing a sombrero and a poncho with Ooh. some donkeys yeah it's like really offensive it's it's super offensive like if you go back to the original tweet that war dog shared uh here here's a couple of responses um somebody said it's the casual racism we're trying to pass off as humor that does it for me wait who said that just somebody random. Oh, somebody. I thought War Dog said that. I was like, oh, War Dog. No, but... it's just, like, really... And in what way did War Dog share it? Like, what, did he make a commentary on it? Or was he was he promoting it? Or just, like, what the fuck? So, I think... I kind of think... Yeah, because him... The, the thing that War Dog said was... Another reason why 9 out of 13 voters picked the correct Survivor winner. The person who actually tweeted about the racism is a person named Dylan Hedda, and I I guess he played um, Survivor New Zealand. 
Oh, okay. He, he is a is a survivor person. He he goes so, you know somebody goes on he goes on to say you can advertise a product without degrading women or playing on racial stereotypes. I believe the racial stereotypes would be you know for instance Chris Underwood dressed in a sombrero and poncho next to donkeys. Yeah. Um, if the gross messaging evades you, then I suggest getting female or Asian friends to watch the video and see how they feel. None of my mates feel good about it. Um, I guess, like, if you watch this video, he also, like, says some really offensive shit. I think he, like, you know, does some accents, like, Uh, it's just, it's just really cringy and really gross, and it's just, like, ugh, this is the shit that makes my blood boil, because it's, like, you have this platform, to be fair, Chris Underwood has a smaller platform than some, but very, like, bigger than others, and it's, like, there's survivor winners and players out here, like, advocating for, like, social justice and anti-racism. And then you have this clown making offensive socks. Yeah. Like, Arthur fucking George wasn't enough. Like, we need this, too. Like, nobody needs your fucking sock company. And I'm so glad that it's only gotten $88. It's $88 too many, frankly. Yeah. Oh god, it's so stupid. I know. I know. And it has to be. And also to Arthur George's Rob Kardashian's sock line for those of you not in the know. Oh god. I'd much rather take a nice pair of Arthur George's myself. The Arthur the I will never forget the season when he introduced Arthur George and he was like I'm just really passionate about men's <laughs> socks. I will never forget it. Oh man. But I will for, oh god. Chris Underwood what it's just like how can you be so how can you be so shitty like how can you be this is the thing is like as we talk through these older seasons which are not even that old but like still it's like okay yeah this person said this thing that was like not okay but you know what it was a long time ago they didn't know this is present day how can you as a person who lives in the world think that this would be okay it's yeah so crazy truly is well i i I can't say i'm gonna go watch the video i just like i feel like my like bullshit tolerance is just like reaching no i i'm not gonna dignify it with a view yeah but that's gross do not support Mm -hmm. this brand do not support this kickstarter you know also too like i'm sorry like you don't have like did you make shitty investments or something like shouldn't you have a chunk of your like winnings like accruing some interest you could just like do your own like offensive mm-hmm. dot company with jeez i can only hope that maybe war dog shared this before he watched the video like maybe he just thought the concept was funny and didn't look yeah. further into it because he, he he does seem like a fairly woke person so yeah i i feel like i've seen good things about him yeah okay so <laughs> that is what i have for our survivor shouts and shit talk segment we really need a pithier name if anyone has any suggestions let us know yeah brian i'm looking at you you're so good at puns i think um the only thing i i have of note you know i know i know i told you earlier but it looks like baylor from you know our last season that we did season 29 got married she shared on instagram like a picture of her and her husband it's like my husband like hearts and stuff so congrats to baylor um, and, it looks, and it looks like Joe Anglum and Sierra are with child. Yeah. God. So, I mean, we always like to see, you know, another, 
a future survivor player, you know, being brought into this world. So, you know, congrats to them. I, you know, I, 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 just, I, ho- I, hope, <laughs> I hope that Joe gets the help he needs. Yeah. I mean, I hope that I just like I rebel, like against my parents, like, and their Republican views. I hope the baby Anglum rebels against <laughs> Joe's teachings, but we'll see. As do I. All right, well, shall we get into my favorite segment, luxury items? This is where we talk about things outside of the Survivor universe that we've been enjoying this week. I have a long list, Ashley. Oh, okay. Well, I have a short list, so it balances out. (laughs) I'll kick it off. Um, Last night, I started watching the new Netflix series, Selena, the series. I didn't know that existed until it premiered and people were watching it. Like, did you hear about it before? I had heard about it very briefly. I didn't hear a ton about it. I don't think there was, like, a huge rollout, per se. But I think it's good. I Like, it's great because it's it's wild that um, I think a lot of people don't... Like, Matt was like, who is Selena? And I was like, uh-uh. Oh, oh. And then one of my friends messaged me on Instagram and was like, when I saw this, I thought it was uh, Selena Gomez. Oh my god. Well, I saw something that was like, oh, Selena on Netflix. And Selena Gomez does have something on HBO Max, I think, like an HBO Max exclusive series. So I, like, I didn't, I knew nothing. I just saw the name Selena. And I was like, oh, maybe they're talking about Selena Gomez. But then I saw some pictures. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, I I loved the movie Selena as a kid. Um it, it was my friend Rachel's favorite movie, so we would watch it at, like, every sleepover she had. Uh, and I, I, I loved it. It was, like, so tragic and so heartbreaking. And Jennifer Lopez really, really fucking shined in it. Uh, so the, the, the series on Netflix, it's, it's pretty good. Um, have, have you seen the movie? Are you familiar? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen the movie, like, a thousand times. Okay. So the, the thing that's different about the series is... They obviously are going to have more than one season, so they're really not spreading it out, but they they take a pretty long time with her childhood, almost to the point, you know, and I I kind of Googled, like, some instant, not instant, but some early reactions from the critics, if you will, and one of them is, like, for a show called Selena, there's not a ton of Selena, because the first handful of episodes, it's a lot about, like, her dad and her parents and, like, them trying to create this business and this, you know, help her career. And it's, it's really like, almost, you could say the main character in the first three to four episodes is Selena's dad, Abraham. So, you know, I remember my favorite parts of the movie was like, when she meets Chris, and when she's an adult, like, that was my favorite part. So I was just like, Oh, my God, like, please get to the juicy stuff. Well, you finally do get to it, like, he joins the band, and that's when it gets, like, real, you know, that's when it gets good for me, but it's, it's cute, and it's well done, and I think that it's, it's just really important that more people are going to be, uh, exposed to her story. Yeah, no, she was, she was a really big deal, and it's just such a shame. I guess, like, I don't know, we're doing spoilers, like, what ultimately happens, but, oh, man. Yeah. All right, what what's something that you've been enjoying this week? Um, I and it's so funny cuz literally have had like some interest for years and years to go back and watch this again, but 
even though we all know when something leaves a streaming platform, it's just going to hop on to one of the other ones. And I'm sure I have a subscription for it because I like subscribe to way too many. But Gossip Girl is leaving Netflix on December 31st. And I just mm-hmm. saw some people on social media watching it. And I decided to watch it too. So I'm just like deep into season one of Gossip Girl. I, I, I did watch it when it was on, but I stopped like around the last season. So I actually didn't never saw the finale. So, you know, that's fun. Interesting. Yeah, I watched I watched it here and there on Netflix. And I think... Like, there's a chunk of seasons that I didn't see or that I think I maybe just, like, slept through in college while it played on my laptop. Yeah. But I, I did I did watch the finale. I do know who Gossip Girl is. Yeah, I know, I know as well. But, you know, I've never seen it. So it's fun. It's, you know, nostalgic. It just, like, you know, it, it makes you feel so poor when you're watching it, though. Yeah. Like, when you see these, like, teenagers, like, going to nice restaurants and just, like, shopping and buying everything they want and going on nice trips, you're just like, that. I'm that, I'm never going to have that. That's the kind did of you, stuff, but... Did you read the books in middle school? I didn't. I didn't. Did you? I did. I had a couple of them. I, I It wasn't, like, a series that I latched on to, but I loved, like, the cover design. Yeah. I remember specifically. I had a, I had a few of them. I think the books were, the books are pretty good. Yeah, I actually did. I have a couple that I got at book sales, but I've never dove in. Mm-hmm. But maybe one day. But I don't know. It's just fun and nostalgic. I nostalgic. I love the fashion. Like it's like really over the top, and it's just like I don't know. Like Blair, like oh, with her headbands and just like pleated skirts and stuff. It's just like a look I couldn't pull off, but I just I admire it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's fun. Nice. Two things for me. So I I'm not a huge movie watcher. Like I. I can't explain it, but I will just never opt for a movie. However, in this new quarantine situation where I don't leave my house, movies are, like, kind of the only, I want to say, like, one of the only activities you can do, you know what I mean? Like, sit down and watch a movie. So I've recently sat down and watched two movies. One was the happiest season on hulu um the one with Kristen stewart and like dan levy's in it and i'll watch anything that dan levy is in yeah i i definitely want to watch that one how was it it was cute it was cute oh it was cute <laughs> it was good it was good it was a little heavy but i i think it it was it was overall it's pretty good some lol moments yeah and then last night i watched the movie bombshell also on Hulu, not sponsored, but open to it. <laughs> uh, it. It was that movie, do you know what I'm talking about, with, like, about the Fox News um, sexual harassment bombshell, if you will. Who's in it? Is it Mar- is Margot Robbie in it? Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman, and Charlize Theron is, like, a dead ringer for Megyn Kelly. It's wild. But oh, okay. It's, it's crazy because... I remember when that whole thing happened, but I feel like I didn't understand what a big deal it was because I was just like, yeah, it's Fox News. Like, why are you surprised? But it really, it really was like such a big deal for these women to come forward. And it was like, it's really unheard of for like a network to like actually apologize to women. And just the way that I guess the, the one who started it, Nicole Kidman's character, Gretchen Carlson, like she really planned this takedown like very strategically and smartly and it was just wild the craziest thing is though is at the end of the movie they they give you like a little summary of you know what happened 
And I guess Fox News paid a total of $50 million to the victims of the harassment. But then the two men who were fired, Roger and Bill, in total, their severance was $65 million. So they paid more money to the harassers than the women who uh, harassed, which is wow. fucked up, but... That is fucked up. No, I mean, truthfully, I, I'm i not a big movie person. Like, back in the day, I used to be like, I'm going to go see every Best Picture, you know, Oscar nominee. Well, I, I love going to the movies, but yeah. I don't watch movies at home. Yeah, I, I, I very, unless I have an agenda, which, which sounds like I'm, I'm doing something bad, but like, say I'm like, I want to watch all the nominees. Sometimes, you know, they'll be available on demand or like if that, if they came out earlier in the year, they'll be um available like for free on like, you know, if you have HBO or stars or something. Yeah. So like I, that, that is very randomly if, if like a cute like movie comes out on Netflix, like to all the boys I've loved before. Oh, of course. Like, Sign me up. I, oh my God. I watched that a ton of times. Like something like that, like it looks interesting or maybe like on Netflix when they automatically start playing the trailer for something or the beginning of something. And then you kind of get sucked in. But yeah, I'm not a big movie person either. So I actually didn't even know what bombshell was about. Like I was like, Oh, I think Margot Robbie's in that movie. That's all the knowledge I had of it before. So no, that sounds, that sounds pretty good though. It it was good. It's it's very heavy. It's always hard when a show has like a or a movie, sorry, has a heavy subject matter to be like, oh, it's good because it's like it's very dark and very heavy and just like I think so many women have experienced sexual harassment on some level and yeah. it's just it can be very triggering. But um, it it was it was a well done film. Yeah, sounds worth uh, checking out. I yeah. um I I thought of two things too actually. Um, not like my favorite movie in the entire world, but you know, I told you I was on a mission to try to be festive this December. So I watched a Christmas movie yesterday, which is very unlike me. I don't really watch movies. And I was like, you know, I was putting away my groceries. I was cooking something and I was like, why don't I just put on a movie instead of just like watching the same old shows again? So I watched the family stone. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, but I've heard that it's a a favorite. Yeah. It's, it's like, there's like some parts that are like problematic in it but you know so what isn't these days or like you know back in the day like we'd have to like stop watching everything if we Mm -hmm. if we did that but no it's like it's a holiday movie it's it's cute it 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 can be emotional at times so yeah I I started kicking it off to watch my my holiday movies I think I'm gonna do another one tonight I think I'm nice I I have, I, there's so many, like, modern day holiday movies I've never seen. Ashley, I don't know if you haven't seen this either, but I'm sure a lot of people would be appalled by this. I have never seen The Holiday. Oh my god. I have, I have never seen Love Actually. Okay, that's bullshit. I, when you said The Holiday, I was like, all right, I'll give her a pass. Love Actually, I just threw my coaster. Love Actually is just, like, the best movie Ever. This is what I'm telling you. I I need I need to just like I've always said that I say this every year. I'm like this year I'm gonna take a break from watching TV shows and I'm just gonna watch every movie that people are appalled I haven't seen because there's a long list. I actually had one day at work this came up in conversation and all of my coworkers created this giant list of every movie that I need to see because there's so many gaps. I didn't get into movies until. Like, 
college like is from the year 2011 I've seen like every indie film ever created in those years but I there's I just I don't know I guess like in high school like when did everyone see love actually that I didn't see it like you know what I mean I think that I I had some friends that I would like watch movies with I feel like love actually reminds me of Gabby um friend of the show and it also reminds me of our our dear friend Amy Bob I feel like I used to watch love actually with Amy Bob I feel like I feel like we would watch movies at her house sometimes. It was a thing that we do. And, you know, I really don't... The thing about me, and maybe this is why we have a podcast called Idle Chatter, I really like to fucking talk. So, like, when I'm hanging out with my friends, I don't like watching a movie. I just want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I think that's like, a part of why I don't watch that many movies. So really, if I'm going to watch one, I either need to go to the movies or I need to be by myself and watch it. Because if I'm with another human, I don't want to watch something I want to flap my gums as coach would say in, in, the, in the episode last week I think for me I just I just did a google love actually came out in 2003 so I would have been in like eighth grade I think yeah sounds about and I just don't know that like I was going to the movies a ton in eighth grade or if I was it was like in mixed company <laughs> that sounds really old but like if I would go to the movies it would be with like Jeff and Lydia to see like Spider-Man or something like that I don't know that's the best way I can explain it it's just like it wasn't me and a group of girlfriends going to see Love Actually because we were like trying to hang out with boys and I don't mean like we were trying to hang out with Jeff as a boy like (laughs) different different situations different boys but yeah no I, I I know what you mean but no you really you would love Love Actually it's the best I know, and it's one of those things, like, I know the the thing with Andrew Lincoln and the, the poster board, you know what I mean? And then, th- th- here's the problem for me, Ashley, here's the problem for me, is there's so many movies that are part of, like, the cultural canon that you get to a point where you're like, I've basically already seen it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but- Because you know, everyone talks about it, you're like, you, I don't, but- you can, I know you I would can, like it. You can see him holding up the, to me, you are a perfect- sign you can see that you can see clips of Hugh Grant dancing all around but it's not the same because there it's like a series of like vignettes like interwoven like and it's it's like there's all these different stories happening well and you know but you know that I hate that too you know that I hate when there's shifting narratives yeah but the thing is the narratives are all connected all right I'll give I'll give it a shot I truly will it's it's the best that's definitely on my list I I probably haven't seen it in a few years but one of my favorite Instagram accounts is, you know, Lucy on the ground was watching it, I think last night or the night before and like, you know, kind of live Insta storing it. And I was like, that needs to be next on my list. I mean, speaking of Hugh Grant, you know, I, I need to be, I need to be part of it. I don't like to be left out of the conversation. And <laughs> on Sunday was the finale of the undoing on HBO, which is a six episode series, the last episode, 9 PM Eastern time on HBO. And around 6 PM, I'm just on Instagram and like in three in a row Insta stories from three different people that I looked at were talking about like, oh, you know, spoiler alert about the undoing. And then I think I'm going to start watching the undoing and something I'm like, I need to be a part of this. I have to. So I started watching the undoing at like 6 p.m. I made it to like almost 1 a.m. And then I, I all I had left was the last episode. And I was like. I was like, I'm too tired to enjoy this, so I'm going to go to sleep. But I woke up early on Monday before work to finish it. 
That's very impressive. It, it was good. Everyone should watch it. It was good. I watched it too. And it's just like, I definitely don't want to like give any spoilers because that would just ruin everything. Like there's some things you can have spoilers for, but this is not one of them. Right. It is just like, basically all you need to know is someone is murdered. And it's just like really until the last, the very end, you're, you don't know who it is. Yeah. I thought it was so many different people. They do a really good job with it. Yeah. So that's another luxury item. Everyone check it out. Yeah, we got a really nice roundup for you this week. I think we both watched a lot of content. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide what to do with the rest of my day. Like, do you have any plans? I need to shower. I need to wash my hair. I haven't washed my hair at all this week. That's, like, my big thing. Otherwise, no. I mean, our house is, like, pretty messy. And I know that, like, if somebody saw it, you'd be like, it's not actually messy. But to, to you, me, to me. Uh, one thing that I'm going to post on my personal Instagram is we got this plain wreath yesterday, or not yesterday, we got this, we got a wreath like weeks ago, we got our trees, and it was plain, and I was like, I'm going to decorate it myself, and I kept putting it off, and then yesterday I finally, and Matt was like really bugging me about it, like he's like, when are you going to decorate this wreath, and we actually like clipped a bunch of plants from around our yard and decorated it, and it was, it was a fun little project. Oh, cute. I can't wait to see. Well, yeah. we know Matt is really big into the holiday cheer this year with his with his sure Christmas is. lights. Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe that's what I need to do today is I need to, like, finish my holiday shopping. I'm getting nervous because I feel like, obviously, this year I'm, like, worried about shipping and, like, things getting to where they need to get on time. And I just feel like you can't put it off this year. And I've gotten a, I've gotten a few things, but I need to get more things. And it's stressing me out. Yeah, see, I mean, for me, I don't, I don't have, like, a significant other or anything to buy for, and, like, since we are, like, normally, like, last year, I did a Secret Santa with, like, just, like, a few friends, and, like, years past, I used to, like, try to do something cute for, like, all of my friends, and, like, now, I think, like, a lot of us just, like, have a mutual understanding, like, I'm not gonna get you anything, don't get me anything, like, let's just all keep our money. Exactly. So, and my brother and I, our entire lives have had this understanding, like, my I always try to do that, like, every single year, I say to our families, I'm like, do you guys want to just not, and it never works. Yeah, like, my brother, I don't think he's ever bought me a gift in my entire life, and I have not bought him one. It's actually really nice. It works out. So, and then I bear the, you know, as, as the woman out of this duo, I, you know, have the responsibility of buying a gift right. for, my, for my parents, which is like typically the case. Um, and then just collecting money from him. So it's hard because we usually get them a gift certificate for a restaurant, but mm-hmm. you know, but you know what though? I feel like it would be a good gift because to support a restaurant. Yeah. You know, I, maybe I should just still get one, even though they won't be able to use it for a few months, probably. Maybe it would just be good putting some, you know, money in the restaurant's pocket. So maybe I will still do that. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Or maybe I'll get like a little smaller something they can enjoy right now. That makes sense. That's a perfect yeah. idea. But, All right. Well, I will I'll let us get to our things, but thank you everyone for tuning in. If you have not, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also keep up with us on Instagram and Twitter at Idle Chatter Pod and Idle Chatter Podcast. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.